What is going on? Episode 56 of the Media Captain Podcast. Jason Parks back here for your 11 marketing items for the week of October 18th. Before I dive into the 11 marketing uh, items for this week, um, I just want to go over a couple of things that I'm seeing on the agency side. When you follow different social media accounts, uh, especially on Twitter, it seems like everyone's business is just going great all the time, that things are rosy. That's not always the case. I'm a straight shooter, so I like to tell it like it is. You know, the past couple of weeks have been uh, tough for, for the media captain. We lost um, two accounts uh, that have been with us for a while, and anytime we lose an account, it's like, uh, you know, a, a dagger in my heart. It really hurts. I, I, I'm upset. I hate losing business. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's an opportunity to improve. So I've been reflecting over the past couple of weeks when these accounts dropped off as to why did we necessarily lose the account? Um, And first off, a a couple of observations. First off, our clients are more knowledgeable now than ever, which is a great thing. They, uh, everybody is just more familiar with digital marketing. They know how social media works. They're familiar, not experts, but you know, they're familiar with Google ads and, and things along those lines. So the clients are more knowledgeable. They're asking more questions. They dive deeper into the data. Again, that's a good thing. Um, there's more competition. There's more solicitations going on. So these businesses have more options. Um, and really what it boils down to is you know we have to get better and anytime we lose an account it's room for opportunity growth it's it's room to improve and for uh you know and and anytime we lose a client we have an offboarding questionnaire because we want to know what exactly was it where where we could have improved um so again it's rough when we lose an accounts but this is a time where we're going to take that feedback and we're uh going to improve one thing I find very interesting, and I'm just kind of venting here, but um, it's it's really interesting how fast a client is to pull the trigger on an agency uh, versus a, a full-time employee. You know, we work with hundreds of businesses. I know when business owners aren't necessarily happy with uh, one of their employees and they're not carrying their weight, um, but the employers are, are rarely pull the trigger on firing an employee, uh, but if the data is, if the results aren't there for an agency, um, or if the results aren't there fast enough, there's just a lot of different factors. Um, the, the, you know, they pull the trigger quicker on an agency. Um, so yeah, I've just always found that interesting. Obviously, I think when you're dealing with someone on a day-to-day basis, like an employee, and you know that they have a family and things along those lines, it could just be more uh, relationship-based. But something that I've always found interesting. All right, and we are gonna get to the 11 marketing items soon. Uh, I do just wanna say this time of year is the best. Uh, Hockey just started, I'm a huge hockey fan, a Blue Jackets fan. Um, You know, football's in full gear right now, so my two favorite sports uh, are happening simultaneously. The Blue Jackets are off to a 2-0 start, um, so I am very happy about that. All right, let's dive into the 11 marketing items for the week of October 18th. Again, this is just what I'm seeing uh, in owning an agency and working um, you know, with my sister who runs the day-to-day of Durham Warehouse, an e-commerce company. So I like to just share what I'm seeing each week, and I think this is going to be helpful for you and your business if you're listening to this. All right, so uh, what are heading tags and why are they so important for SEO? Uh, heading tags, think of a, a newspaper. There is a headline and then there's the body copy. Well, when there's an article being written or a page published on your site, there are headings throughout the article. 
Well, there's different ways that you need to structure the headings. There's an H1, there's an H2, there's an H3. Um, and so this is all important uh, for SEO that you get headings because they're larger text. Google recognizes this. And um, so you want to have the right headings. Well, how do you do that? First is keyword research. You want to research the right keywords. Um, if I were writing uh, an article on um, you know, 11 pay-per-click tactics, you want the heading to be related to that. So a, a crazy stat that I found is that 80% of readers online skim content versus actually read it. Again, 80% of readers skim content versus read the entire article. So when you think of the headings, they're super important just because people are skimming those headlines so they are relevant and you wanna get relevant information within there. Um, additionally, Google also, uh, you know, it was recently announced in, in the SEO uh, community that for uh, the title tags, which are another key SEO element, that title tags are getting swapped out dynamically and that those are coming from the headings. So you want to have strong headings. Not only are they important for SEO, for your on-page SEO, but they also um, could be pulling into your title tags, which is another crucial element for search engine optimization. All right, moving on uh, to item number two. Google announced that mobile users will now have continuous scroll in search results. This means that instead of coming up, uh, instead of coming upon a see more button after about 10 results, searchers will be able to see uh, scrolling results through approximately four pages before the see more link. So there, there was a, a lot of jokes in the SEO community that, uh, hey, there's a lot more people ranking on page one now because really there's not a page two. It just is a continuous scroll. Um, so, you know, I still look, if you're not in position one, two, three, four, five, um, the lower down you get, the, the lower your click-through rate is gonna be. So even if theoretically you're on page one, you're not gonna get a lot of clicks likely if you're past the, the 10 results, which would, be the, the second page of Google in the past. Uh, but this was just an interesting announcement that Google rolled out, so I wanted to um, make note of this. Uh, well, this is in the, uh, I, I put a picture of this in our email newsletter, so if you aren't subscribed to the email, the Media Captain's weekly email newsletter, I recommend doing that. But we recently got a Moss wall art installed in our conference room. It's super cool, it has our logo, and it just looks uh, awesome. Obviously, I am biased, but uh, if you follow the Media Captain on Instagram, I posted about it. If you follow our uh, email newsletter, you'll also be able to see that. Item number four, when it comes to your social media strategy, stories add a great personal touch. When I'm talking about stories, I'm talking about Instagram stories. Now, I mean, Facebook has stories. Uh, so this is a casual approach to posting and it often gets more engagement than a standard social media post. I will say that again, stories typically get more engagement than a standard social media post. Um, so a great platform that we use is Canva. Uh, we love Canva for creating stellar graphics for social media. So if you're someone that's on a shoestring budget, you wanna improve your social media, um, you can sign up for a free Canva account. Uh, and I think if you wanna pay, it's about $10 a month uh, for more features, but we definitely recommend doing that. The issue that we see on the agency side is that clients just lack the time. They don't necessarily have the right strategy or creativity to execute on social media. So that's where we come into play. Um, but if you're not implementing stories for your social media, I encourage you to do so.
Item number five, if you are looking to garner more reviews for your local business, I recommend looking into a platform called GatherUp. Again, that is GatherUp. We use this for a lot of our clients. You can send emails to your customers seeking positive reviews. The beauty of GatherUp is that if someone has a bad experience rather than the review getting published on Google or Yelp or Bing or wherever, it'll go to a customer service survey before it hits one of those public sites. So essentially what happens is the technology um, intercepts the review. If it's like below, you can set standards, but if it's below a seven out of 10, um, they're not gonna encourage you to leave the review on Google or Facebook. It's gonna ask for your feedback. That feedback then gets sent to you, the business owner, um, and you are then able to learn about your, your mistakes. So almost going back to the beginning of the podcast, um, where I talked about these clients dropping off, well, uh, same thing um, for your business. You can detect if there was a, a negative experience and try to rectify the situation. Um, and I mentioned that you can send out like emails to your customers soliciting the reviews. You can also send text messages out. So GatherUp is just a fantastic platform. Um, and price-wise, I believe it's like 20 to $30 a month, so it's super affordable, and it's great for local businesses looking to get more positive reviews. Speaking of positive reviews, um, did you know that it's one of the most important local SEO, SEO elements for ranking in the local pack? The local pack, of course, is if you do a Google search and you then see the three businesses prominently populating with the reviews and their local information, that's the local pack. Well, reviews is a big indicator to improving rank. Um, other key categories uh, for improving your local pack ranking is the primary category you select for your business on your Google My Business page, uh, proximity, uh, where your business is located, and the name of your business. So you can view, uh, if you sign up for the email newsletter, you'll be able to see the entire SEO ranking factors for, for local SEO, um, but positive reviews are important and it makes sense. People. 90% of consumers turn to online reviews before making a purchasing decision. So having those reviews associated with your Google My Business page puts more weight towards um, your rankings. So again, now we're still sticking on, on the local SEO theme. So one of the most common SEO hacks, and I call it a hack because it's that, you can see instant results, but it's against Google's guidelines, is keyword stuffing your title on your Google My Business page. So the and, and this is absolutely crazy, but the title of your business, the name of your business that you put on Google My Business is a very important ranking factor. So the name of our agency is The Media Captain. If I put The Media Captain Columbus, we would likely see a in, increase in ranking because Columbus is a primary keyword. Again, this is against Google's guidelines though, so I definitely don't encourage it. Um, we see a lot and the reason i don't encourage it a it's against google's guidelines b people can report any business now for going against these guidelines and it could result in a you know penalty to your google my business page and just a lot of different it, it could have negative ramifications but one thing that we do recommend is if you're a new business starting out uh, you can name your business strategically to improve your seo ranking um, even if you're an established business you could go through a rebrand uh, to, to properly name your Google My Business page, but there are certain guidelines that you have to follow. For example, when you answer the phone, um, if 
you need to be saying the actual name of your business. Your logo has to represent the actual name of your business. The way that it's registered with the Secretary of State has to match that. So there's a lot of different components to that. But um, yeah, it's just a fascinating thing. And it's honestly a mess with Google My Business because there are so many um, businesses that are just like keyword stuffing with the incorrect Google My Business name. All right, moving on to item number eight. Yeah, number eight. So um, holiday retail sales are likely to increase 9% in 2021, uh, totaling between 1.28 and $1.3 trillion uh, during the November to January timeframe. And e-commerce sales are forecasted to grow between 11 to 15%. So the holiday retail sales increasing, uh, you know, likely to increase 9%, that doesn't surprise me. Last year in 2020, people weren't leaving their homes, there wasn't a vaccine. So uh, a lot of people were turning to e-commerce. So more people this year, they're gonna go to stores um, and they're gonna purchase from malls. So, you know, that's not surprising. The fact that e-commerce though is expected to grow 11 to 15% did surprise me. Last year, e-commerce obviously saw a surge when people were just at their house, um, not leaving, ordering online, all commerce was happening via online. So e-commerce was just exploding. So the fact that it is expected to potentially rise 15% this year, just mind blowing for me. But uh, yeah, it, it's also with a lot of our clients right now that we're seeing supply, you know, they are seeing supply chain issues and they're having trouble with inventory. And I'm sure you've read all the news on that, but um, it is going to be an interesting holiday season, even if the numbers increase, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of pissed off customers because they're not getting their product. Uh, fortunately for Durham Warehouse, um, we are not, and you know, um, literally I just knocked on wood, but we're not having, for our products, um, we're not having inventory issues. Uh, so that's great. The manufacturers that we work with, they have the, the stock and we're getting our product. But for Park Perfection, which is the brand that we developed, you know, we have plenty of inventory again, which is great, but we did have to order um, more bottles and well, we strategically ordered more bottles just because we know of the supply chain issue, because like I said, we're good on stock. But when we place that order, there is a six month wait time to get the bottles, which is just crazy, but it just shows you um, how backed up things are. All right, moving on to item number nine. So legendary quarterback Joe Montana is officially a legendary venture capital investor. Um, and this is in large part, well, this is thanks to GitLab's massive IPO. So Montana was an early investor in GitLab and they had their IPO this past week. Uh, the IPO was up over 30% and this made Montana's stake worth more than $80 million post IPO price. So GitLab is a, develop, uh, is a DevOps platform that brings development operations and security teams into a single application. Um, so yeah, Joe Montana, he got in early, he's succeeding on the field and clearly off the field as well. All right, item number 10, YouTube creator Carter Scherer he is rent. He rented a forty-three thousand dollar per month mansion in Los Angeles to film videos with fifteen other creators. Forty-three thousand dollars a month for rent, um, and what he used this mansion for was just a bunch of great content. They have videos running all the time, and well, I shouldn't say great content. I've never heard of Carter Sharer before reading the CNBC article, um, but they're just filming all of this content and posting it onto YouTube. But what I really took away from this is as crazy as it sounds that this, uh, you know, Carter's 27 years old, um, renting a $43,000 mansion, a lot of people are probably rolling their eyes. 
but it shows the power of YouTube and it also shows that when you have a massive YouTube following, um, you can earn some serious cash. So obviously he's able to afford this rent and he's making a lot of money off of YouTube um, and it is a, a massive channel. So yeah, I just found that to be interesting. Uh, and lastly, item number 11 for the week is that uh, internal linking, I, if, if you subscribe to my email, you'll see that I link all the time. I love linking because when you're an expressing, when, when you're writing, uh, when you're writing content, it, a link allows for um, your idea and your thoughts to be expanded by going to external websites and, and different sources. But internal linking is really big for SEO. So Google likes to see, um, they don't want to see somebody hit your website and then leave. They want somebody to visit a page on your site, uh, stay on the site for a while, be so interested that they click on a link to another site. So internal linking is very uh, important and is something that you should focus on. It's, it's low hanging fruit, very similar to uh, optimizing headings, which I talked about earlier. Internal links um, can improve SEO and show authority to the key pages on your site. If you go to the Media Captain's blog, you'll be able to you know, do a search for internal linking. I wrote a detailed blog post on that. So um, there you have it. Those are the 11 marketing items for the week of October 18th. Um, you know, if you like this podcast, please leave a review and I would love if you shared this with any, um, business acquaintance or anyone, you know, that's, uh, into, to marketing and business. So have a great week, everyone. It is October. Uh, there is, it's mid October. It's almost, we're coming up on November. There's football, there's hockey going on. The weather's cooling down depending on the part of the country that you're in. So, um, it's a good time of the year, but thanks everyone. Have a great week and I will see you next week.